Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. The city of Chicago held a uh, press conference today, and this woman was talking to us on television, and we're going to talk to her on the radio. She is the head of the Chicago Department of Public Health. It is Dr. Allison Arwadi. Thank you for taking the time today, doctor. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I uh, spoke to Dr. Enzike on Wednesday, and I asked her a question, and I want to ask you, give me your thoughts on how you feel the quarantine went for people here in Chicago. Um, You mean the period when we were under shelter in place? Yes, yes. Yes. So I think overall we did very well here in Chicago. The fact that we saw uh, the steep declines that we saw week over week once we finally started bending the curve really pointed to the fact that, by and large, people were doing the right things. They were wearing those masks. They were keeping the social distancing. They were helping protect vulnerable people. And, in fact, we saw the chance that when two individuals came together, if one was infected and one wasn't, the chance of someone getting infected dropped by 95%. So amazing progress there. And that's what has really allowed us to be able to cautiously move ahead with reopening. And you don't want people to put their guard down, especially this weekend when everyone's going to be out and about. And you stress that today during your press conference. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, the reason we've gotten this far is because we've been following the science and people have been doing the things that we know work. And if we want to safeguard the progress we've made, if we want to continue uh, cautiously reopening as our numbers allow us, that means we have to get in even better control, which means people need to keep doing all the things that protect yourself and protect your neighbor. Is that your biggest fear this summer? As the summer moves along, people start laxing with different things and including wearing their mask everywhere? Yeah, exactly. I think people, you know, everybody wishes that COVID were over, but COVID is not over. And in fact, you know, at the health department, we've got a two-year plan in place because we're thinking ahead to when the vaccine is available, eventually the rollout of this. We're in this for the long haul, and we're playing the long game in Chicago. Doing things now well helps everybody have lower risk and help us keep our economy open and helps limit the risk long term. So if people, you know, are not wanting to do these things, it puts us at risk of not being able to be in a good place as a city come fall. How tired are you to remind people to wear their masks? Because I've been doing it for weeks. I'm tired of it. You're the head of the Department of Public Health here in the city. You have to be sick of it. (laughs) Well, you know, I think For me, I don't mind reminding people. I think here in Chicago and Illinois, broadly, we've been able to think of all of us as one city against the virus. In some other parts of the country, I think something as basic as wearing a face covering has become very politicized. Um, And as opposed to all of us being against the virus, it's become sort of a statement about views and independence. Right. You know, as we think about Independence Day today, you know, heading into this weekend, um, I want us to be independent from the virus. And, that you know, that means wearing the face mask. That's how we're best able to, you know, protect each other. Everybody's angry. We have to politicize everything, even the pandemic. Isn't that crazy? Even this stupid virus. It's nuts. It is. It is. But Uh, we we can do better than that in Chicago, and we have. Uh, Doctor, you also talked about people that are coming from a list of 15 states to self-quarantine for 14 days. Can you explain that? Yes. Um, So we, again, really want to safeguard the progress we've made so far. Um, And in the states that we listed, they are all in 
totally uncontrolled outbreak state. They have levels of virus like we had when we were under the stay-at-home order, but they're not under stay-at-home orders. And we really are concerned about people coming back from those states um, and inadvertently bringing the virus to Chicago. And so we've put in place an order that people who are coming from those states need to self-quarantine for 14 days after they come back to Chicago. There are some exceptions in place, but mostly we want people looking ahead, and now is not the time to travel to places where the virus is not in control. You know, Doctor, we, uh, we've been talking about this all week long. I mean, Florida and Texas are out of control. One in ten Texans have the coronavirus, which is crazy. What are they doing? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the problems is that there were some states that this reopened sooner than any of the metrics really suggested that they should. We waited here in Chicago and Illinois until all of our metrics were in a place that it was as safe as possible to reopen. I think we've also had consistent messaging around, like you said, some of those basics like wearing face coverings and protecting vulnerable citizens. And look, I know how hard it is for everybody to have had to change patterns and, you know, not interact in the way that we normally have. Right. Um, but, but you know, in places that have not done that as effectively, unfortunately, they're seeing these outbreaks. So I worry about their health care system there. And when any part of the U.S. is not in good control, the U.S. is not in good control. You know, uh, I, I try to explain this over and over to people. I'm healthy, but I'm trying to protect people like my 85-year-old mother or my neighbor down the street who is at high risk. That's what we have to remember. It's not all about us all the time. That's right. Um, I often tell people to think twice when they're thinking about their activities. First, think about yourself and everybody who you are in close contact with. Is anybody at high risk, meaning over age 60, having an underlying condition? And then think about the type of activity that you're going to do. And if it's an activity that doesn't have crowds, you know everybody, you can safely, physically distance, you can wear that face covering, it's outside, that's a relatively low-risk activity. But as those things are not true, particularly Particularly if you are in close contact with people at high risk, I want people thinking twice and maybe, you know, not 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 doing that activity right now. So, and that would apply for Fourth of July crowds, too. I do not want to see people getting together in crowds uh, for Fourth of July. For Independence Day this year, we want people gathering if they want to with their families or close friends in ways that are as safe as possible. We're talking with Dr. Allison Arwadi, the uh, head of the Chicago Department of Health. What about barbecues? People are going to be getting together. There's going to be um, some street get-togethers where people are out on the streets having a few cocktails or going to someone's house. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, my main advice is just to keep COVID in mind. You know, we're not under stay-at-home right now. Um, we, are, you know, we are allowed to have gatherings of up to 50 people indoors and up to 100 people out of doors. But as much as possible, just keep your keep your head about you. Keep that face mask on unless you're eating or drinking. Try to keep the six-foot distance. And then be extra careful if you are going to be in, in contact uh, with people who are at that highest risk for a severe outcome. Doctor, will you explain to people when you wear the mask, you have to wear the mask over your nose, not under your nose. That defeats the purpose. That's right. The mask has to cover both your nose and your mouth. And, of course, when you wear your mask, the main thing that is doing is keeping your germs from getting out and infecting others. And then when others wear their masks, 
keeping their germs from getting out and infecting you. So really, when you wear that mask, you're sending a signal to the world that you're someone who thinks about someone besides yourself and about helping your neighbor. But it really makes a huge difference in terms of the amount of virus getting out. It's not 100% protective, um, but it's one of the best things you can do to limit the risk. It doesn't replace physical distancing, though. The safest is to keep that six-foot distance, especially if you can be out of doors, that's great, and wear the face covering. Let's uh, continue our conversation with the head of the Chicago Department of Health, Dr. Allison Arwadi. I don't know what happened. We lost you. I don't know what happened either. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you a few things uh, before you go. I wanted to ask you about the uh, protests here in Chicago. Did we see a spike in coronavirus cases? It's been a month now, so you should know. Um, Yes, we did not see a major spike uh, linked to the coronavirus, uh, to the protests. We certainly did see some examples of individuals who had COVID-19 and were at protests. Um, And we saw some slight increase in terms of more cases among younger Chicagoans. But I think that was as much about uh, our cautious reopening as it was about the protests. We sometimes don't completely know the direct impact because if, for example, younger, healthier people were at the protest, if they got infected and didn't know it, uh, we might not see that result until a few weeks later where perhaps it shows up in their parents or their grandparents. But by and large, I think the protests in some ways serve to keep the attention on COVID. We saw people largely wearing masks here in Chicago. That was not true always at protests around the country. And we did a lot of messaging around self-quarantining, um, and not uh, being in, in close contact with people who are at high risk for poor outcomes if people had participated in the protest. So June was really a beautiful month for us in terms of COVID-19 in Chicago. We saw a very good decline through the month. We'd love to see that progress continue in July. Our main goal is to not see those increases like we've seen in other parts of the country. And that's all about Chicagoans continuing to do their part. Doctor, what's a red flag for you? When you look at the stats daily, what's a red flag that we should pay attention to? Yeah, so every single day we look at a whole range. We look at everything from emergency department visits, even before people have gotten tested, to uh, diagnosed cases, to hospitalizations, to ICU admissions, um, and to deaths. And that is the order in which we would typically expect to see increases if we were to get into trouble. We also look at our testing numbers and our percent positivity. And if we start to see increases in any of those, even little increases, we pay close attention. If we were to see even small increases over a week, we would be pausing. And if we saw increases over two weeks, that's when we might have to think about taking steps backwards. Um, Our goal, of course, is not to do that. And so um, at this point, again, everything that we're putting in place is to safeguard that progress. If people just like me want to have, you know, as good as good a summer, as good a fall, as good a coming year as we can, it's about hanging on to the progress that we have now and individuals doing the things that work best. Doctor, have you been to a restaurant? Um, I have not yet been to a restaurant in person. Um, I certainly have a lot of interactions through the day with a lot of people that I want to be really careful with. And right. so I have patronized a lot of restaurants, but still with uh, takeout. And um, I've gotten together with people, but I've done it out of doors and with social distancing. Those are really, you know, the decisions that people are making on an individual level. Sure. What about people that are going to be swimming in pools, swimming pools this weekend or swimming in lakes? So the risk is not in the water itself. COVID is not spread through water. Uh, The risk, as always, is being in close contact, and that's really within six feet, 
of living, breathing people. So where we think about pools and lakes, largely people are unable to wear masks. Um, and so that's a particularly higher potential for exposure. So I'd encourage people who are in pools or maybe in lakes, um, you know, you can have that same close contact like you would with people in your household. But other than that, try to stay in household groups. Um, and if you're coming in and out of the pool area, locker rooms, things like that, you just want to be especially mindful of keeping your distance. Have the mask on when you're not in the water. Um, you know, I know water is a part, is a part of summer, it's a clean part of summer. Um, but just be aware, especially, um, of, um, of, of trying to keep your distance wherever you can. Right. Again, just use common sense. Dr. Allison That's Arwadi, right. I want to ask you one more thing. Coming up this fall, um, what are your biggest concerns? And I want to ask you about the Bears. I'm a season ticket holder for the Chicago Bears along with my brother <laughs> Dave. Are we going to be able to get into Soldier Field and is it going to be safe? So answer the Bear question first. And then when the cold and flu season show up in October, November, what are your concerns? I'm still I'm still thinking about baseball here. So, you know, we're, we're, we're having conversations with I know. all of the different sports teams. Um, and I think there's sort of two levels to this. The first is about, you know, can we keep the athletes and the team safe? And so there's been a lot of work around universal testing. You've been hearing about that, really thinking about, first of all, bringing that back, uh, you know, potentially without fans. But we're having real conversations about what it would like, what it would be like to be able to bring fans back. Again, that would be a different experience in terms of social distancing that would be needed, uh, masks, et cetera. But it's not something we totally ruled out. I'll tell you, though, the main decision in terms of whether we're going to be able to have fans um, at some level in in person for sporting events has to do with what the risk is in the population overall at that point. Right. Um, so we, we need to make some more progress than we have, right? And yep. so, again, you know, come back to that same message. Yeah, you're going to look at the numbers before we uh, get in the soldier field. But yeah, I I asked you about football because we know that we're not going to be in the stands for baseball. But come the flu, the cold and flu season in October, November, are you worried about the double threat? Someone gets the flu and all of a sudden they're going to get the coronavirus at the same time. And then we're going to see a spike in emergency rooms and hospital stays. Yeah, absolutely. There's two things I worry about there. You know, one thing is also just just as long as we're talking about the fall is I really want school to be open, right? And yeah. so if we're able to have school open oh, in yeah. some way, shape, or form, you know, that's another just real thing that we're aiming for, which is why this coming month is so important. Um, but when I look a little further than that in, into cold and flu season, flu is a predictable pandemic. Every year we have a surge of um, people who get really seriously ill and have to be hospitalized. Number one, I worry about somebody being co-infected, being infected with both influenza and COVID-19. That would not be a good scenario for a good outcome. Um, And number two, I certainly worry about um, the fact that we know that hospitals get crowded anyway during the winter um, because of flu and other viruses. And if we think about an uncontrolled COVID outbreak on top of that, that could be a major recipe for trouble. So the good thing about influenza is we have a vaccine that is largely protective, especially against the uh, more severe form of flu that can put someone in the hospital. So We'll be making sure, um, you know, thinking about how to do it. Chicago Department of Public Health is already working hard on revising our influenza vaccine procedures, making sure it'll be safe for people uh, to gather, you know, to be able to get their vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be really important that we protect everyone against flu, which indirectly um, will help protect our health system this this fall and winter. And of course, you're the head of public health here in Chicago. You encourage people to get a flu shot. I absolutely do, yes. As soon as they're available, um, we've actually, um, across the U.S., they've 
uh, set up the production of the flu vaccine so that we'll have some more time um, to be able to make it available to people, recognizing that we'll need to have more social distancing in place. So um, probably not too long from now, we'll we'll be able to start um, sharing some information about getting your seasonal flu vaccine. And really everyone should be getting a seasonal flu vaccine, Um, especially it's going to be older for people. I mean, it's going to be important for people who are older, uh, especially where we think about that COVID risk right on top of it. How many times did you wash your hands today? Oh, uh, at least half a dozen, I'd say. At this point, every time I come in and out of a building, anytime certainly before I eat, it's really become matter of course for me, as I hope it has for, you know, everyone in Chicago. Right. Wear a mask, keep your distance, wash your hands. Three things. That's all we have to do. Three things. If everybody can do that, we can stay in control in Chicago. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I know you had the press conference this morning, and uh, I wish you a great weekend. Thank you, Doctor. Appreciate your time. Thank you. You too. That is Dr. Allison Arwadi, the uh, head of the Chicago Department of Public Health. So wash your hands, wear a mask, keep your distance. I don't know why that's so hard for people to figure out.